0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. T here from Bedcrime Stories. It's been about a week since Adventures with Purpose, or AWP, found 16-year-old Kylie Rodney and her silver CRV in the Prosser Creek Reservoir. Kylie was in the Tahoe National Forest two weeks earlier, on Friday, August 5th, for a massive senior end of summer party that ran over into the early morning hours of Saturday, August 6th. When Kylie failed to return home, her family reported her missing the next day. What ensued was a fruitless two-week search for the missing teenager. That is until Adventures With Purpose showed up with two boats, sonar equipment, and a team of six fearless searchers and divers. Within 35 minutes of scouring the reservoir, AWP located Kylie's CRV, and sadly, Kylie was inside. Today, the talented band of underwater searchers released a members-only video about how they found Kylie, The title of the video is How We Found Kylie Rodney Murder or Accident. If that isn't a bombshell title, I don't know what is. Clearly, when Doug Bishop of AWP said that he fully expected heavy stuff to come out of this, he was not overstating anything. As I type these words, I have goosebumps going down each arm. Why would AWP put the word murder in their video title? Let's find out. The video description states that AWP found Kylie's 2013 CRV just 300 yards from her last known location. The last known location was the party site. We'd previously heard it was 600 yards from the party. Now they're saying 300 yards. 300 yards equals 900 feet. Doug Bishop also said that the CRV was three-tenths of a mile from the party. That is much closer than we previously thought. Next, AWP states very clearly that Kylie's iPhone was turned off around 12.33 a.m. They used the wording, turned off. Thus, it would appear that the phone stopped pinging at 12.33 a.m. because it was turned off. Now, whether Kylie turned her own phone off or someone else did it, we don't know. It's easy to jump to the conclusion that someone else did it, but let's hold ourselves back right now from making assumptions. I'm just telling you what was said in this video. Next, AWP shares video of themselves at a Best Buy in Reno, Nevada, just down the road from Truckee, California, talking to a local named Nick, who works as an emergency roadside assistance driver. Nick apparently is a longtime supporter of AWP. Nick told the AWP guys that he was called out to Boca Lake, which is just north of Prosser Creek Reservoir for a vehicle that wouldn't start on the weekend of that party. Nick drove to Boca Lake and there he found a female with the vehicle. The female was wearing a light gray sweatshirt. Nick soon discovered that the car did not have a battery problem after all, Everything was working just fine. Apparently, the car was in neutral, and that's why it would not start. Per this Nick person, the female was acting very hesitant and began asking him weird questions like how to put a seatbelt on correctly. The female told Nick that she was there all night. Note that there was also a male with the female, According to Nick, the male was wearing a black San Francisco baseball cap facing forward, and he had brown hair sticking out from under the cap. Nick describes the guy as having a thinner build, wearing a white bro tank, and having either freckles or acne on both sides of his face. Nick, who is six foot three inches tall, said the guy was shorter than he is. Is anyone else thinking that this sounds like Kylie's ex-boyfriend? That baseball cap with the hair sticking out from it sounds like a look that he often sports. Now this is just me speculating. A lot of guys wear baseball caps and bro tank tops. Okay, so let's not jump to any conclusions. Nick describes both the female and male as acting ill at ease. Now, unfortunately, Nick could not say on what day he had this odd encounter with these two people. He said it was either right after Kylie Rodney disappeared or right before. Nick was, however, able to say that the time of day of this encounter was around 11 a.m. or noonish. So it was definitely during the day. That makes me think that Nick could see the faces of these two people very clearly. Now, this Nick guy doesn't say that the vehicle was a silver CRV. Nick goes on to tell the guys from AWP that a week later, after this incident, he saw a poster of missing Kylie Rodney and realized that she was the female he encountered that day. Now, keep in mind that this guy, Nick, is simply chatting with AWP in a Best Buy parking lot. He's not sworn under oath, and he's not talking to detectives. So can we trust that everything he's telling the AWP guys is true? I'm not sure. He definitely seems like a credible witness, but only law enforcement can truly know that. Nick does say that he's been in contact with law enforcement about the incident. I'm wondering if the content of this AWP video is what might have led Kylie's mother to make that alleged Facebook post yesterday, the one in which she criticized AWP. If Kylie's mother indeed wrote that message, which we don't know for sure... Was it prompted by seeing this video? Was Kylie's mom upset that AWP was going to toss out the red rum word in relation to her daughter's case? It's a distinct possibility in my mind. Now, this Nick Driver guy also told AWP that this female he believes to have been Kylie mentioned that her phone was dead and that she had used the mail's phone to call the roadside assistance people. AWP was speculating that this encounter likely occurred the morning following the party, and Nick said that he did work on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that weekend in Truckee, California, but for some reason he was unable to say with certainty which of those days it was. Nick felt that the female he believes to be Kylie was acting very strangely and seemed to be stressed. He said the female would walk to the other side of the vehicle whenever the male came close to her. So it sounds like this young lady was maybe trying to get away from the guy, and perhaps her weird questions were an attempt to convey to Nick that she needed more help than a battery jump? Hearing this reminds me of Gabby Petito's interaction with the police. Now, Nick's encounter with these two people allegedly took place near Donner Lake, so that's why AWP went to clear Donner Lake before the Prosser Creek Reservoir, or at least it's another reason why they cleared Donner Lake before the Prosser Creek Reservoir. Nick told AWP that he saw a perfume bottle in the center console of the vehicle. He didn't notice anything else inside. The company that Nick works for apparently takes videos of all their drivers' interactions, but AWP did not include those videos in their video. I'm assuming that perhaps they were unable to get a hold of those and that maybe it's because law enforcement has those videos. And I sure hope they do, because if this is all legitimate, then those videos should prove one way or another if the female really was Kylie Rodney, and who the male was, if he's somebody that we can identify. In the AWP video, the diver takes images as he peruses the underwater scene. You can see the CRV upside down in the water, and you can clearly see the license plate. The images are blurry, and it's hard to make out what's inside. The driver's side window appears to be fully intact at this point. The diver sees a pair of shoes inside. It's not until the diver goes to the back of the CRV and around to the other side that he says that human remains are inside. Note that the rear window appears to be fully intact and fully closed. It appears that the human remains are in the very back of the CRV. He also spots a pair of shoes and a can of truly hard seltzer. It appears that the front passenger window is either broken out completely or all the way down. Now, when the diver emerges from the depths, he's visibly stressed out. He reiterates that the body is in the back of the vehicle, so she's not in the driver's seat and he says that it looks suspicious to him. Doug Bishop then is shown on camera calling his family contact, who is Kylie's Aunt Lori. Bishop explains that Lori is his first contact. He hasn't called anyone else at this point, not the authorities, and although he doesn't say it, It appears that he hasn't posted anything to social media at this point. When Lori asks if he can tell if it's foul play, he says no, he cannot say. He does offer condolences to her. Next, Doug calls Kylie's grandmother, Sally, and he tells her that he's found Kylie. Sally expresses her gratitude through tears, It's a devastating moment. Next, we see Daniel Rodney, Kylie's father, and Kylie's grandfather, David, show up on the beach. Daniel cannot bear to see Kylie in that state, so he leaves. David stays on scene, as we know, with P.I. Steve of SF Investigates, although I did not see P.I. Steve in any of the video footage, but I don't know what he looks like, you know, in clothes and standing up. I've only seen his face. You can't help but cry watching this part of the video. It's the saddest sight to see the CRV rolled up and out of the reservoir. The wheels are all rolling by the way so i hope that gives you some idea of what is in the awp video that is scheduled to be released to the public two days from now Uh, this is some heavy stuff and i'm still processing it myself awp cannot say for sure that this is foul play but they are commenting on what they saw in the crv and the feelings that they're getting from it. And it does beg the question, why is Kylie in the back of the CRV when there is one window all the way open and one halfway rolled down? So there's a lot of questions. I'm sure this is going to be blowing up. It's probably blowing up right now as I record this. I'm gonna leave it at that and say, until the next time on Bedcrime Stories, please do me a favor, hit that like button, and leave me a comment, and if you're not yet subscribed to my channel, please do so.